Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thanks for tuning in because today I have a solo episode for you guys and on a topic that I feel very strongly about and it's something that has impacted my life tremendously in my 20s. It's something that I really worked on and had a strong focus during my early 20s and so actually while I was in college and so if you're listening to this while you are a college student I think this is a great time to pick this up but sometimes I would argue that people don't really think about this topic until later like where I'm at right now when you're 24, 25, kind of in your mid-20s you're a little bit more adapted to post-grad life and you start to realize like some of the real adult life shit and decisions you have to make. And so regardless, I wanted to bring this up because I do think this topic is kind of undervalued in a way and most importantly, just not talked about enough. We talk a lot about how to choose a romantic partner and the the, the red flags, the green flags, all this kind of shit. But I, I feel like we don't discuss it enough in regards to friendships and relationships all across the board, including your professional one. So if you're interested in this topic and want to hear my thoughts, then let's get into it. So I'm going to split up this episode into two parts, one being around how to choose quality friends, and the second part is building and maintaining meaningful relationships. Now, like I said in the intro, this was something I worked on in college. And if you haven't listened to this podcast in previous times and you don't know the backstory necessarily, but essentially there was a point, I want to say around 20 years old, turning 21, like junior year of college, where I just simply lacked a lot of quality relationships in my life. And this is, in my belief, the reason why I felt, you know, maybe on the spectrum of sad and 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 just not great mentally and emotionally. And I attribute that to the lack of meaningful relationships. And that's why I decided to put a focus on it. And fortunately, I can say looking back over the past five years, it makes so much sense as to how I developed the relationships and friendships I have today, even the ones after college, because I think just internally, this has always been a forefront of my top priorities. And a saying I always kind of like to say to some people is just, you know, when you are winning in your career or you're doing really well, who are you going to celebrate with if you don't have anyone by your side? So that's important to remember in that, sure, that it's very important to have a focus on ourselves, to strive to be the best we can be, whether it's career or you want to be a mom soon and you want to, you know, anything that you want individually in your life, that is amazing. But you have to remember that some of the best joys from those winning moments in your life, whatever that looks like, 
those joys are often best celebrated with your loved ones and people that love you and support you and vice versa. And that's when you know it's just genuine love because you you want to celebrate that person you want to celebrate their wins and all that so um, that's actually a number one quality I would say in in high quality friends is that people who don't get jealous of you and people that just genuinely want to celebrate you and uplift you and be like yes you know like using my name as an example, like, yes, Emily, like, just so happy for you, so proud of you, and, like, they're doing that without even you, like, maybe necessarily telling them something good that happened, like, maybe they saw that on their own and, like, went out of their way to acknowledge that to you. Pay attention to those friends because those people, and, like, when they do it consistently as well, because those people usually really genuinely care about your well-being and your success and that you're in a direction for yourself. And I say that as well because I personally have experienced people in my life, especially in my early 20s, where unfortunately there was a lot of jealousy and that became kind of passive aggressive. And I actually shared an episode in late 2020. I think this was one of the final episodes of the year. And I talked about a friendship that unfortunately just uh, dwindled out because of jealousy, I speculate. Um, It was just a very abrupt end to the friendship and it was, you know, very passive aggressive. And even the weirder part was that this friendship had like, it it was, there was nothing that was going on between us. Um, In fact, it was just all normal, all good and dandy. And one day um, this person had chosen to kind of, do a passive aggressive move through social media and it was just very strange and and moral of that story is that there were many signs from in the earlier years of our friendship that this person was jealous of me for some reason and I think and funny enough I remember noticing it and wanting to dim my own quote-unquote light so that this person could not feel insecure around me or whatever that is. I just, I remember wanting to help this person not feel any sense of jealousy towards me. Cause I, I was like, no, no, you know, like there's nothing to be jealous of me. You know, like you can like, like, let's not talk about me. Like I always was that. Um, and later on after being upset about, this weird friendship dynamic and sharing it with my really close friends, um, even to this day, it became evident that this person just simply had these insecurities that they have not worked on themselves. And it's not really in my control to help that person, no matter how much I try to dim my light or whatever you want to put it, there was nothing that I could do to help this person like not be jealous or resentful in their own way. That That's something that they have to solve on their own. So again, if that's something you have come across in your life or maybe you're currently going through, keep that in mind that there's unfortunately nothing you can do for that person, but to, you know, hope that they work on themselves in the way that they need to in order to kind of move past that internal obstacle. So when it comes to quality friends, I broke it down into kind of like the three core things you should look out for. The first one being 
values. I think this is kind of an obvious one, but first you have to think about what your core values and your core principles are and ask yourself if this friend or these friends also share those values. And it's not something that you have to explicitly talk about, but something that you should observe in their actions, in the way they treat people, in the way they treat you, and just kind of the smallest actions in their day-to-day life. And so if you're not sure what core values are, let me just give you a few examples. You can definitely Google these, but you know, personally, I love the integrity value. That's just huge to me. Um, Other simple core values are like accountability, honesty, those type of things. And if you're not sure what your core values are, now is a great time to think about it and actually write it down and write down why are these three to four values my core values? And it's the same thing, right? When you go find a job, find a company, ideally you want to work at a place that shares those core values, right? And so it's the same thing, same thing with a romantic partner, same thing with your friends. You want people that share those values. And this is so important because I find that these core values and principles are the foundation of the relationship and kind of your like-mindedness. And it's important to not sacrifice this if you do want quality like-minded friends, because if you are sitting here or walking or whatever you're doing while listening to this podcast and you're thinking honestly, I actually don't have these quality like-minded friends. Maybe the reason or maybe like the the people you currently hang out with and you don't feel like they're quality friends and you don't see them as long-term friends, maybe the reason is actually, quite frankly, they have different values and you see that in the certain things that they do and the certain things that they say. A great example I had from college is, you know, I, I had a friend that um, you know, and we're still like acquaintances, but I just knew that I could never get close to this person because at some point during our, I think it was my junior year of college, um, she wanted to skip class to, you know, go do some random things that just were unproductive and again, not aligned with my values as well as common interests, which is what the next topic I'll get into. But um, to me, that action, even during college, like, of course, I've I've skipped class before, but usually for a good reason, especially when I'm in college too. I, I don't like to waste money, uh, especially since my parents were fortunately helping me with some of my college funds. And so um, to me, it just felt like a lack of integrity to skip class and do those things. And so I remember after that, I certainly kind of distanced myself from this person, not in a negative way, but I just knew that we didn't want to do the same things. And again, I remember when she asked me that, I was like, no, I'm going to go to class. And um, I think even for her, it was kind of obvious, like, okay, we're not really on the same vibe, but that's all good. Again, it's not a bad or negative thing if you have to part ways or kind of distance yourself from certain people that you maybe you thought you were on track to become closer friends with. It's okay. It's part of life. But just make sure that you don't sacrifice your own values in order to quote unquote not feel lonely because I said this in a previous episode too but loneliness doesn't come from lack of friends or lack of people in your life but it actually comes from the lack of connection with those people so even if you do have a friend or a bunch of friends 
if there's not a really deep and meaningful connection amongst one another, which often comes from core values and common interests, you're still going to feel kind of empty. And I think for the most part, we've all kind of been there in one way or another, whether it was back in elementary school, middle school, high school, you can think about it. There was a time, there was a period where we had a certain amount of friends, but it didn't feel like really well connected. And that still made you feel a bit empty slash lonely. So anyways, I definitely recommend to just think about what your core values and your core principles are, how you can implement that in your life more, how you can observe that in your friends. And if you do want a good book recommendation, as I know a lot of you guys are readers like myself, I do recommend the book Principles by Ray Dalio. I, I think it's kind of more popular now. I got this book at a time when I heard Ray Dalio on Tony Robbins' podcast and was really impressed with his thinking and approach to life. He's very rational, but also understands the powerful use of emotions and kind of how to keep a balanced life and personally I have to say you guys I think he kind of won the jackpot in life in a, in a way where I just feel like he has a really great relationship with his wife I think that he has you know built a great legacy for himself in his career and in his business as well as his overall relationships with his colleagues and I just think most importantly he's always willing to be challenged and willing to learn so I've observed him in interviews too where with Adam Grant some of you guys might know him he has written many books anyways um, I know Adam Grant was challenging Ray Dalio on some of uh, his his beliefs or just the way he approaches um, in like a corporate setting things like that and I was fascinated because of course Ray Dalio was like yes please like challenge me I want to see if if I can like stick to my guns or if I do need to adjust. And I think that's the beauty in life is that there is never really an absolute, what I don't want to use the word like absolute truth, but the point is like there, it's always evolving. Things are changing, right? So something that may have worked 10, 15 years ago might not work today and vice versa. If it didn't work today, it could still work 10 years from now. So I love when people share that open mindset and that um, for me, I'm able to adopt that as well. Okay, so the second part to this in quality friends is another obvious one, which is common interests. This one is big for me because I think if I don't feel like we have common interest in the things that we do, the places we want to eat, the things that we do when we consider we're going out, I feel like it can be really difficult to actually, you know, maintain that friendship. And so a personal example would be staying active. That is probably one of my top ones. I love to stay active. I love to stay fit. I love to just make sure that I am optimizing my health. And so it's a great feeling when I have friends that want to go on a workout together, like go to Pilates or SoulCycle, or maybe they're like down for a long walk in the morning, which is also helpful for me because I live in New York and sometimes I need a little push to get up in the morning and, you know, make sure I complete my workout early. And so I have a friend who lives in my neighborhood and I'm like, hey, do you want to do a 7 a.m. walk tomorrow or later this week? 
And it's really nice to have that because number one, it keeps you motivated and accountable. So, you know, like for me, it's like I have to make sure I'm up by 6.30 at the door meeting her at our meeting spot because it would be it would be just embarrassing to, you know, not show up for your friend, that kind of thing. So I love having friends that not only keep me accountable, but are also willing to kind of do the thing that most of us don't feel like doing, but we're willing to do it together. So like getting up early, going on a long walk out in the sunlight, good for your health, having a good catch up talk, that kind of thing. Another important one, I think, especially if you live in a city is like, okay, what types of food do you like to eat? Because that can be an important one, obviously going out to dinner, lunch, coffee, whatever, that's a social activity. And so it's, obviously really nice if you can go out with your friends to restaurants that you like and you know if you are a bougie type uh, and you like to go to maybe fancier restaurants especially once in a while or maybe you like to go to them frequent if you can afford that that's amazing um but that's part of the, the the common interest right if you obviously would want friends that could you know splurge a little bit or could do it at the frequency you want to Sometimes that seems shallow, but you guys, I swear that is just the reality of it in terms of common interests. If you if you personally like to do something, it's like and you like to splurge all of your money on going to really fancy restaurants or just at least like restaurants that have really quality food, you're gonna want a friend to be able to be like down to go to that. And funny enough, one of my good friends, Savannah Wright, who has been on this podcast, she was on this podcast last year actually her episode came out last year around this time and she's in New York City right now for three months and lately we've just been going out to eat together or going on long walks and it's just so fun because we have the best conversations at dinner and the last time we went out to eat she suggested this place it's called Planta Queen I think and it's a vegan place and neither of us are vegan but I'm like always just down for really great food and I think it was like primarily Asian food as well it was like sushi um, but this is like a vegan place so it was just so good and to me I can just think back to times in my life where I didn't have that I mean (laughs) I, I was 21 years old when I was living in Newport Beach California and I went to a restaurant, I went to True Food by myself, um, definitely because I think for two reasons, I was a college student and I was working three part-time jobs, so I could just afford to, you know, go out to eat maybe more frequently than other college students, but I think on top of that, I just didn't have friends that, you know, were down for True Food, maybe they wanted something less, uh, you know, healthy, so to speak, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just like not going to sacrifice what I want to do. I will just go and I will go by myself and it's totally fine. And I remember that moment. I was really nervous. I was super young. I'd never went to a restaurant by myself before. But ever since then, I built that muscle. And now I can travel to Paris and Milan by myself and it doesn't feel weird. So that's a tangent. But anyways, I can assure you it's, you know, it's not fun to sacrifice what you want to do because you don't have the friends to do it with definitely get used to doing things by yourself and trying it out. But also in that process, you know, when you are at a workout studio or when you are at a restaurant and maybe you're eating at the bar by yourself and you're having an appetizer and maybe a drink or maybe you brought a book to read, see if you can make friends at those places because the reality is 
most of the time, the people that like the same things as you are going to be at those places as well. And so you might as well strike up a conversation if you live, if you just move to a new city, whatever that may be, strike up a conversation and be like, hey, you know, my name is so-and-so. I just moved here, like, and I've seen you in this, you know, Pilates class every time I'm here. Like, do you go to this 7 a.m. class every week? Or, you know, just make conversation with people. Be okay with putting yourself out there because, again, you want to find people that are like-minded have similar core values and especially common interests. And the last component to quality friends, in my opinion, is personal vision. So the question is, do they have a personal vision for themselves? And does that kind of line up similarly to your personal vision? So in general, for myself, I envision living in New York still over the over the next few years. I mean, personally, I would love to be here long term. I'm talking like, you know, potentially living here in my 30s and 40s and and raising a family here. And before anyone goes, who the fuck wants to raise a family in New York? I have to say I'm lucky to be able to observe certain people in my life, actually one of them being my clients for my marketing agency, who really started from the ground up. She started her company here in New York. She got married here She met her husband here. She now has four young kids in New York. She's living in uh, the neighborhood that I would love to live in if I were to have a family here. And so I've seen how people do it and how they make it feasible and how they make it practical while not, um, I guess, quote unquote, giving up the things that they need to have a quality life for their kids. And so that's a huge part for my personal vision is like wanting to be here, um, wanting to be around people that also want to be here long term. And that as a tangent also applies to romantic partner. Obviously, I think all of us know when you are dating someone or when you are in the beginning stages of dating someone, and especially if you are in your mid late 20s, you start to get to a point where you're more futuristic, right? You actually start more looking at the future than you would when you were 22 years old. And so if you're that age right now, like it's not like you have to be super gung-ho about what you want in your five-year plan. I'm not a five-year plan person, but I am kind of like a, yeah, like in a perfect world, where would I like to see myself over the next five to 10 years? It's not like, okay, in five years I'm here, but like I just gave you guys an example, over the next five years, I would love to see myself still in New York City, building my, my business, my brand, being able to afford to live here, having quality friends, being able to expand globally, things like that, right? I think it's important that the people you surround yourself with also have a sense of a personal vision for themselves because I would say probably two to three reasons. Number one being that when your friends have a personal vision for themselves, it makes you feel like, oh shit, I I need to keep up with my own personal vision. I, I think there, you know, that quote, we've all heard it, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's the same concept in that these people will push you to maintain that personal vision, or if you don't have one yet, to finally establish one because you kind of need to keep yourself in check, right? That's number one. But number two is that if their personal vision is similar, 
right? It's just just the big picture. I'm not talking about the details. I'm just talking about the big picture, where they want to be, who they want to be, what they want to be doing with their life, what kind of impact they want to be making on this world, whatever, small, big, medium, how, whatever that could look like. Is that, does that intertwine with yours? And I would say the third reason why having friends that have their own personal vision in life, like why that's so important is because when you have a general vision, which I translate to just a sense of direction where you want to go with your life, which by the way is very different from quote unquote having it all figured out because most of us don't have it all figured out, but I do find it very important to have a sense of direction and to at least be walking in that direction. It's important to have that for yourself, but it's also important for your friends to have that because as individuals, in order for us to grow and evolve, we have to be able to kind of like, again, see where we're going and see what we want for our future. And of course, not all of us have figured that personal vision out yet and maybe you're currently in the process and that's why you are listening to this podcast. But I'll be honest with you guys, from what I've observed in the past and from my own personal experience, if your friends or your certain friend doesn't have their own individual and independent vision thought out, they're going to struggle to keep up with you and or your other friends, let's say if you have a friend group, and vice versa. If you are that person that struggles to find that for yourself, it's it's going to be very difficult to keep up with those quality friends that has that for themselves because you're going to feel behind. And so it's so important that you work on your own personal growth by having a focus on what that vision is. Because over time, whether it's with those friends you have right now or new people you meet along the way, when you are walking along that journey, along that path that you, that in, in towards the direction that you believe you want to go in, and again, you always have the option to pivot and change course, change direction, that is okay. But as long as it is aligned with you, over time, you will meet like-minded people on that path. And so I emphasize on that because I think the personal vision aspect is one of the primary reasons, if not the primary reason I have met all of the close people I have in my life today was because of the path I have been on with my personal vision and then the core values, the common interests, those clicked, I think, obviously naturally because we all have a similar personal vision for ourselves that involves similar career drive. It involves a similar desire to live in certain places, especially like New York or maybe in different types of metro city because of the business network, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I think honestly, if I had to pinpoint the number one reason I have the quality people in my life today, it, it came down to the personal vision and the other elements fell into place. Or if they weren't there, then I probably did not end up, you know, having a strong relationship or strong friendship with that person. 
So the second part of this, which is how to build meaningful relationships and maintain them. So basically, once you have come across these quality, like-minded people, how do you maintain those relationships? And this also applies in your professional network. So with colleagues and people that are in the same industry as you, this is very important. Obviously, some of this might not necessarily apply to professional work, or maybe you have to tweak it a little bit because there's probably certain things like you you can't do in your professional life that you can do in your personal life, obviously, or with your personal relationships rather. But the number one way to build and maintain these meaningful relationships should be obvious, but to stay connected often. I've heard so many times where people end up having relationships falling out because they just don't stay in touch. And in fact, I've had one this past year where I was kind of like, you know, I have made a mindful effort to stay in touch with this person, check in on them and just stay in touch to talk about life. And at some point it gets tiresome if you're the only person staying in touch and talking to them. And so I highly advise just to be mindful about your effort as well as the other person's. But I'll give a great example. You know, recently I had a friend who uh, texted me. She lives in San Diego. And so we're on different coasts. We're on different time zones. And she texted me in the morning and was like, hey, how are you? Like, I just, you know, haven't talked to you in a while. And we're really close friends from college. And um, she's definitely one of those people that I've had conversations with where both of us had experienced having friendships fall out because of the lack of staying connected. And that's the funny part, like, you know, we bonded over that, recognizing how we have both always been the type to reach out, stay connected to the other person. And so I love that she just kind of texted me, not, I mean, like out of the blue, but it's it's kind of common for us to always stay in touch at least every couple of months. And so she texted me in the mornings, you know, saying, how are you? And I was like, dude, you know, we need to like catch up on a phone call or something. And she was like, well, are you free during this time? I'll be on my lunch break. And, you know, luckily I work remote. I work from home or work from wherever. And so I'm flexible. And I'm like, yeah, uh, just give me a call then. And yeah, she followed up and we had a little one hour lunch break call. And it was really great. And I was just thinking about when I was writing this episode, just that, those small moments of staying in touch, remembering your relationship with that person and being like, not just like texting them and having a texting conversation, but being like, hey, like, are you free to FaceTime later tonight? Or are you free to do a phone call? And you could always go on a walk while you are on a phone call with that person, right? So I think it's important just to stay connected. I mean, texting is an obvious one, but if you can, just having a long chat just to see what's going on in one another's lives because especially after you graduate college, it can be kind of difficult to keep up with people because you're all in a different place. Some people are getting married. Some people are having kids. Some people are going out, having fun and focus on their work. Some people are trying to balance it all. Like it it really varies. And so staying connected with the people that you really want to stay connected with is so important and being on top of it, following up, checking in on them, just saying, how are you? I just want to hear from you and I just want to make sure you're doing well. I think those gestures just go a long way and probably more so than you realize. So besides staying connected, another important factor when it comes to building meaningful relationships is being able to open up and share what 
you are going through, but also, you know, limiting how much you vent. So like, obviously don't make it a venting session every time you talk to the person, but also be willing to hear your friend's insight, their perspective and or advice on how to help. If, it, if it's you that's sharing what you're going through or vice versa, I, you know, I've always had great experiences with friends where every time we catch up, we're kind of balancing it. You know, there's that really good balance of sharing like, you know, what's going on in your life. And oftentimes, if you have really good friends, they're going to want to hear what's going on in your life, whether it's the quote unquote tea at your career, or maybe it's a guy that you're dating, like whatever that looks like. The opening up and sharing, you know, I guess they call it being vulnerable. But to me, I just think it's the obvious dynamic of a meaningful relationship, because in order to trust one another, and and in order to have a better understanding of one another and what you guys go through in life, you have to be able to share some of those things. And And it's interesting because a while ago, I had a friend that kind of, uh, you know, was, I was surprised by this because she kind of claimed that I was always just talking about one part of my life and she was like tired of hearing it. And, and I was intrigued by it because I was like, hmm, is this statement true? And and this person ended up kind of withdrawing themselves from our friendship uh, because they just said that they don't want to hear like what I have to talk about. And I, I've never experienced that before. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced that where you have a friend that's just like, I don't want to hear you talk about your life or whatever. Um, again, that's, that's totally fine. I mean, of course, like I said, limit how much you're going on a rant. But also, as good friends do, you should always be willing to listen and help your friend when they're in need. And when you're in need, vice versa, you're gonna wanna you're gonna want some friends or a friend that you can share these things with. And so I remember I had asked one of my other two friends. I was uh, and they're not even correlated to one another. But I asked these two friends independently. I was like, "Hey, I talk to you often." And I probably bring this topic up a lot. Be honest with me. Does it bother you by any means? And these are people that I know that would be really straight up with me if it does bother them a little bit or um, if they feel like I need to limit myself in any way. And one of my friends responded and she's like, no, of course not. I mean, I love when you talk about this. In fact, you're you're my friends. So whatever you want to talk about, I want to be there to listen to you. And I was like, okay, okay. Just, I just want to make sure. Um, and then I asked another person and they said, I mean, Emily, you know, that's kind of the purpose of having deeper relationships, right? Like I can't get to know you if I don't know some of these elements in your life and what's going on. And so, yeah, obviously you're going to have to share like different parts of your life, including that topic. If you want us to potentially get closer and be close friends, which that person is to me. But then he also mentioned at the same time, not every relationship needs to be a deep relationship. That one hit the nail on the head for me. And so coming back to the friend that kind of uh, went off on me and said, oh, you talk about this a lot and I just don't want to hear about it. Um, it occurred to me, in, in considering this person and their own relationships, I realize that is probably the primary reason why they don't have deep 
friendships and deep connections in their life. It's in fact, ironically, something this person complained about a lot to me. Um, and I was, you know, totally supportive of it. But she said that it's always something this person shared. Like she said, I barely have any close friends and I just feel like I need to stay put in a certain place so I can develop these close friends and it, it made sense to me after her statement of kind of calling me out in a way where um, I was trying to acknowledge her her perspective and try to catch myself and say, oh, is that true? Am I doing these things? Because if so, then, then my other friends would feel this way. But um, in reflection of that, it made me realize that like, this person lacked the deep relationship and it was primarily because she wasn't able to go deeper with people. It seemed like she got irritated at people shared things that were going on in their life. And it also seemed like she wasn't comfortable going deeper in her life in conversation with friends. So that also made me realize, yes, it is okay to have surface level relationships and surface level friendships, but categorize that in your mind and know that, okay, this person doesn't like to have these types of conversations and it's okay. Maybe they're the type of friend that I could call up to do, you know, get gelato with or go get coffee with, but they're not going to be the friend that you go out to eat with and, and do different activities that involve kind of a deeper bond. And last but not least, always remind these people in your life, especially the ones that mean a lot to you, that you're grateful for the relationship and you're grateful for them as a friend or for whatever they are to you in your life and and show up for these people. Always acknowledge like, hey, you know, if you ever need me for anything or maybe it's, it's, maybe it's something that they eventually will need your help for or maybe it's like they're moving into a new apartment, like just show up and show that you appreciate that relationship and don't expect anything in return, right? I think that's the biggest mistake we can do is like, knowing that we appreciate someone and we do something in hopes that later on we get something in return. I mean, that's a, in my opinion, a total no-no. If you really are grateful for people and you want to show your gratitude, that's going to show naturally when you do the things that you want to do in order to show that person you appreciate them. Whereas if you do something where you're trying to get something out of someone, that energy is also going to show. I think it's more obvious than we realize. Like it just shows on our facial expression. It shows in our body language. And so for me, just one thing I always like to do is sometimes I'll just randomly text my friend and just be like, hey girl, like, you know, I just want to say, I'm really grateful for you. So happy to have you in my life. I hope you're having an amazing day. Like you can send a short and quick text. It's not cheesy at all. Um, and I think it's important to send that gratitude text. I remember I sent one to my ex-boyfriend years ago while I was still in college. I was like practicing this because I remember I was finally getting into being mindful and, and being grateful and sharing these things. And I remember his reaction was like, what's up? Like, why are you saying this to me? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just being genuine. Like, I just want to, you know, practice this and I do appreciate you. And I probably don't say enough. So I just want to make sure you're aware. And I remember he didn't, he kind of like was not into that. So clearly, again, lots of misalignment between us. But for me, I love this practice because life is so short and you just never know when the last time you'll see someone, you just never know how life can get in the way. And I think as we all experienced two years ago during the pandemic, when 
It was a lonelier time. We were very isolated from one another. Those moments were especially so important for us to show gratitude towards one another, show gratitude towards the people that are trying to make the city, the town, whatever, be as, you know, fun and normal as possible. So again, always show gratitude for everyday people, but especially the the ones that you want to keep close. Remind them that because they can't just read your mind. And that was all for today's solo episode focused on how to choose quality friends and build meaningful relationships. As I said, this is personally one of my top priorities because what is the purpose of life without the people that make it meaningful and joyful? And so my little homework for you guys is to simply send a text, like not in an hour, not later tonight. I'm just saying like right now, take two minutes to just send a quick text to that friend, to that person, whoever that may be, uh, you know, even a coworker, and just say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm really grateful for you. I appreciate you being in my life. I appreciate all, you know, name a specific moment, whatever that is. Trust me, it makes people smile. It makes people feel seen. And you never know, like if you haven't talked to someone in a while, that may spark up a conversation. You might FaceTime, maybe you're in the same city. You can grab lunch, coffee, whatever, and just catch up. And trust me, maintaining relationships is so important. So I highly advise to just send that text. And that is all I have for today's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. I will chat with you all in the next one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.